<laughs> like it's, it's yeah totally like it's it's, it's where, a little different it's a little different yeah. you know there's there's a sort of risk assessment that can be involved it's like okay is there a potential danger to myself to others or to you know my environment by me doing this and if it's no, then just, yeah, then, then just go for it. Right. If it's like, okay, there is a potential risk, there's a potential danger, then maybe take a moment to think everything really well through. I'm not going to say stop because I don't think you should because when we sit on our curiosities, we just, I think we just start to kill ourselves yeah. a little bit. It's just like a weird way of just robbing ourselves of living really vibrant lives. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome to a podcast, people. This is Brandon and Evan, and... We're talking about some stuff. We're talking about curiosity. <laughs> We're talking about how curiosity actually can open up doors, lead you down new paths, create motivation. And we're also going to talk about how we rationalize ourselves out of curiosity and why that actually stifles us, why that gets in the way. I think this is going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to explore with this one. Uh, it's related to a number of our laws, um, just to list off the ones that jump to mind right off the bat, the law of the, un, of the unknown, the law of play, the law of trust, the law of presence, the law of process, and the law of experience. So if you're more interested in some of those laws, uh, you can look back at some of our other uh, episodes. Um, but we'll kind of get into some of them here, start to understand how they relate to curiosity as we go on. But this is, a, I, I'm... This one kind of just jumped out at us today. Yeah, it came I, pretty quick. Yeah, it just it it I don't I wasn't thinking about it necessarily, but it just kind of came up and they're like, yeah, <laughs> curiosity. Let's do one on that. Seems nice and juicy. Well, curiosity has been a very interesting thing for me as an artist and just as a person in life, but I think as an artist, you you sometimes see this stuff kind of, you know, cuz maybe you consider it because everything's not so predetermined. You know, living living as an artist, you know, you you don't necessarily go to the same job every day. You know, um, one day, like, I'm on this set. Another day, I'm on that set. Another day, I'm not even on set. I'm writing, you know, because yeah. I do a variation of jobs. You're in the privacy of your own <laughs> yeah. workspace or home, whatever it is. Right. And when you're creative, you know, you can get kind of, you know, you take on a new project. It's an entirely new thing. So you're you're constantly kind of expected at least if you're in the creative side of the film industry um, for me where you're expected to kind of be curious and to kind of ask questions and to wonder mm -hmm. you know and it it be kind of becomes a second nature you almost do it without even realizing you're doing it but i have had the experience of stifling my creativity and the downsides of that were actually pretty bad. Like all of a sudden I was like not motivated. Everything seemed, my world seemed smaller. Things feel, felt more limited. Things seemed less possible. Yeah. The big thing about curiosity I found is that because you look into things that you don't necessarily know where they'll lead, you walk down that path a little bit and it opens up another door that you never even knew existed. But you mm -hmm. had to be curious about something to get to that door. Yeah. You couldn't do it from the place you were in. So curiosity is like the only way sometimes to see another way. Yeah. And yeah. I think that something I want to confront right off the top here is our attitudes towards curiosity. A lot of times curiosity, I think, and, and this is just maybe I'm projecting onto this, but we'll see. But oftentimes curiosity is, is kind of, I've almost been conditioned to think that it can be a frivolous thing you know curiosity is is really not that important or curiosity is something that's not an adult thing it's that's something kids are curious but when you're an adult you got to get serious and you know you've got to just accept hard realities or some some such nonsense like that but curiosity and, and is such a, a powerful thing for us to to nurture in our lives and to 
keep as an active part of our lives. Because as we were doing our little preamble before we started recording, was a reminder to me of how how in, incredibly profound and and important curiosity is in our lives. What happens when we when we shut down our curiosity, when we say, oh no, like curiosity is, is kind of like a, uh, a pastime, you know, you can be curious about something in your pastime, but curiosity can actually, and there's an argument that it should actually be one of the main drivers of how we live our lives, mm. not just some little, you know, side hustle of our lives, but as a key focus of our lives. Yeah. Because our curiosity can provide us with tremendous focus. Totally. And I think that the problem happens when we undermine its value, when we think that our curiosity has to, has to serve some goal that we know. Yeah. You know, some, some sort of thing that we're already on the path for. Whereas curiosity doesn't really work like that. It's kind of like, you don't know what's going to come out of this, but you're just supposed to head this way. You're just supposed to go down this direction because for some reason, this is very compelling and very interesting to you in this moment. But we often stop, we, we don't pursue it because we think, we try and reason ourselves, you know, for, for why we have to give ourselves a reason for pursuing something because it's like curiosity isn't enough. That's the thing. That's what we're told. We're, you know, I think that's the message that keeps getting kind of relayed to us that, you know, you don't want to waste time and, you know, you need to, you need to have a purpose and you need to make progress. And if you're not making progress, you're wasting time. You're not getting anywhere. And I think that's what gets people stuck. Actually, Mm -hmm. ironically, the 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 need to move is the very thing that gets you more stuck and stops you from moving. Yeah. You know, I um if you like do anything a lot, like if you work out a lot, if you um p- practice something a lot, there'll always be a point where you're going to hit a plateau. At mm-hmm. first, when you begin, when you don't really have a lot of the foundational skills, you'll have a, a tremendous growth. But there'll be a point where you plateau and that's when you have to get creative. That's when you have to be, um, you know, I don't know, curious. Because, yeah. you know, if you look at the best, say, athletes, you know, they, what happens, I think, for the best athletes is when everybody else is plateauing, they're still curious. They're still mm-hmm. going like, I wonder if I did this. I wonder if I tried that. I wonder if what would happen, you know. And they develop the skills that where everyone else just kind of went, well, that's the job. That's the process. And then they don't advance. Yes. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. You know, in in any sport, there's a system. You know, there's certain things that are predictable that will happen. And you need to have those skills. They put you in the right position. So you're where you need to be. So the game can play. So your team can rely on you and whatever. But once you're in position, once you got that down, that's when your creativity shows up. That's when your... um, you know, your ingenuity, your uh, personhood, because not everybody is going to play that position the same. You know, there are similar things that everyone needs to do, but there are, you know, there are things that you can do that are not predictable. They are, you know, moment to moment based. Mm-hmm. And I think you're only going to find those out with curiosity and, the, and, the, and basically the willingness to wander, mm-hmm. you know, to wander around and, and wonder and, and try you know? Yeah, and yeah. and that's how we've made all of the every great human discovery and breakthrough. It has been, I promise you, has been the result of curiosity in any field, artistic, architectural, scientific, yeah. whatever it is. Somebody got curious about something and saying, you know, like, well, what if we tried something else out, or what if we did something like? That's where you see interesting fusions where people get find interesting inspirations from something completely outside of, of their own wheelhouse. Right. And they say, Oh, look, we can apply the, the philosophy from that thing to this thing. Right. You know, we find these things that kind of scale and we find new ways of doing things, but it demands that curiosity demands that we go into an unknown space Mm -hmm. where we don't know what the result of something is going to be, you know, and not every curiosity 
that we have is going to nest what we would consider bear fruit right per se it's not going to be something that will necessarily we're like oh look at that we had such huge success from this not everything is going to be like that some things might might do that but other things will you'll pursue it to an extent and then you go okay i've gotten what i needed out of that you know but there's still something that you probably gained you you probably learned something you probably you maybe acquired a new skill mm. In, in something that you didn't have before. And that will lend itself to something else down the road that, that you can't even fathom right. or predict. Well, one of the benefits of being, you know, a human being and just the way our minds work is we're, ba- we're able to synthesize things. We're able to take two unrelated things and find parallels and find matches and find relatabilities. You know, there you go, law of relationship. Curiosity can be something where you can find a relationship in something that no one else was able to see. And that very relationship is the thing that makes it new. You know, uh, I listen to a lot of um, some of the best writers talk about their process and how Mm -hmm. they come up with original stories and, you know, why so many writers struggle with originality and what happens, why things end up being cliche. And, you know, one of them, I forget who it was, but he was pointing out how like, you know, most of these stories, like most of the stories you're going to tell are going to be the same story that's been told over and over again. Yeah. It's, if you're trying to make that different, you're trying to make that unique, you'll, you're just constantly running to dead ends. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's ways in which the same story can be told that gets brought out, gets synthesized in another way, mm-hmm. which makes it new. And, you know, I think curiosity is what makes you look into that. It's what makes you kind of go like, you know, you can take something that seems very common and usual. You know, let's just say your position is I'm telling a love story. There's Mm -hmm. many different ways to tell a love story. And you might tell a story that sounds the same as something else, but there's something in it that makes it unique, you know? And this all of a sudden, maybe that's not even the thing that made your story unique, but it was the the linchpin thing that led to making something more unique. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, we were talking about this. I think it was you and I, but I was telling this at least to one of my clients. I was telling this to one of my clients. Look at every story. They're about very basic things. If you just summarize it all the way down, like you look at, say, the movie Fight Club, which is a favorite movie of mine. People go, well, what's this movie about? It's about, you know, this and that and get all these complicated answers. It's about friendship. Bottom line. It's mm-hmm. about friendship. It's about two guys. I, sure, you know whatever. (laughs) I don't want to ruin the story for people, but look, it's about, it's about a bond of men, really relationship of men. And Mm -hmm. in some ways, I'm sure that can relate to women in many ways too. But at the end of the day, that's all it's about. Now you add in all these other little elements, these other little curious, wonderful paths. And all of a sudden it becomes this cult classic, amazing thing. That's totally one of a kind, Mm -hmm. but it's like anything else. It's just a story about friendship, but it's not. Right. But it is, but it's not. And curiosity is the thing that lets all these other little avenues and paths and wonderful things yeah. get added in. Yeah. Yeah. It, just on the topic of, of writing and writing as a craft, I saw this talk from, I can't remember the name of the author, but he's one of the best selling authors of all time. Still living, still writing books. Patterson. Patterson? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking and about. I watched the talk after you talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was so, uh, or Pattinson. I, I forget it. It's something like that. Yeah. But it was fantastic. It was Big Think, uh, yeah. who posts wonderful things. He was talking about his process, his creative process for writing. And, and so he does. He has a kind of a system, or I'd rather say it's like a platform that he works with that, that, it helps him kind of get the structure that he needs. But one of the parts that I loved about it is that he's like, you know, he'll, he, he'll write like five, six different outlines before he even begins to, to write. So he'll, he'll outline the entire novel a bunch of times and then he'll start writing it and he says, and the end is almost never what I had outlined. The ending is is always different, and he's just come to expect that, which I think is wonderful because that's curiosity. Yeah, it's him beginning from a place like, okay, this is what I have, and he sets out on it. But it's always the creative process is always a journey, and in the midst of writing, he inevitably 
becomes fascinated by a certain character or suddenly a, a little storyline that was going on has become much more interesting and fascinating. So he follows that curiosity, follows that curiosity. And by the time it comes to the end, he's like, well, it can't end this way. <laughs> and now it's completely different. Right. Does that mean that his outline was a waste? Does that mean, you know, no, not at all. Like it was, it was just the, the platform. But then from, from there on, it's a continual exploration. It's continual curiosity about what is happening and not before, not what happened before, what's happening now. Yeah. And I think that this is such a beautiful thing about curiosity is that it puts us into the present moment. You know, it, it helps remove our expectations, these things of how we think things should be, how things should go, what we originally had in mind. It kind of says, well, maybe fuck it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You don't have to, but... Yeah. What about this? Yeah. And if it's more exciting, then that's usually a good indication of that's the direction to go. Right. Follow the thing that's exciting. Follow this now. Follow this now. Follow this now. It keeps us open and receptive to, to everything that's available to us, like, right right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, think, I think you pointed out a key, a key element, which is follow what's exciting, what's fascinating, what's, what's getting you going. And don't, I mean, that is curiosity. Yeah. Really. Don't worry about where this is going to lead you or what it is or like, and don't judge it. If you're interested in something, go down that path and follow that path. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done some really interesting curiosity rabbit holes. You know, for one, um, I got really interested into, uh, airsoft, which is basically paintball, but it's, it's, Basically, you're using like replica firearms, but they're not firearms. They shoot little plastic BBs. Yeah. And it's like a sport. So you can shoot each other and no one gets hurt. It just feels like a bee sting. Yeah. But it's not paintball because it doesn't leave a paint on you. But also these things have much longer range and it's much more. They use them for like military simulation, but Mm. people play it as a sport. It's fun. Mm. Um, But anyway, the reason why I got into it was because I wanted to make a military esque movie. And so I needed to start researching like firearms and, and guns and military. And as I went down that airsoft was this thing that kept coming up. And so then, you know, then it became, oh, hey, look, we could buy uh, or rent these airsoft um, things and we could use them as the props on the thing. But I wanted the most realistic ones. So, you know, the mm-hmm. bolt cocks back and, you know, when you fire, it actually blows back and it gives a kick and gas goes out, you know. Yeah. So um, basically, I started learning a lot about firearms. I started learning a lot about airsoft. Um, and the thing is, is that it taught me because some of the pieces broke, things broke. I would actually manually go in. I would look at blueprints and I would fix them. I was just curious. How does this work? Mm-hmm. But I broke those things down to their smallest parts. This understanding how these things work has transformed my, not only my confidence, but my ability in other areas. Because now when I look at like mechanics or I look having to put something together, I'm like, I can do this. If I can put that together, I can put this together Mm. because these are like, this is like, there's 200 parts, you know, in some of these things, right. Or, Or whatever. So if you break it all down and you figure out how to put that together, I mean, you're looking at a an engine, you're looking at anything, you go, okay, great. This part does that, this part does that, this part does that. Same way it works in the airsoft gun or whatever. And you start to understand this curiosity created a skill set and an ability and an option for me and plus many, many other things. Yeah. But you don't know where this is going to pay off. Yes. That's the thing. Like, you know, you know might where not be able or to... Or how yes. or for what reason, but the will in some way it's, right. it's that's almost unquestionable you know even if it, you only and it'll pursue pay off maybe indirectly like like for example it gave me confidence yeah maybe that was what it needed to teach me maybe it didn't need to teach me mechanics maybe it needed to teach me confidence about the smaller parts of a machine you know so now like i mean i don't know i'm sure people have had this experience where something breaks down like your car maybe and you don't know how your car works and you're like fuck, what's wrong with it? I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, and then you go to the mechanic and you're like, can you tell me? But if you, you know, I learned how to break down a car as well and th- starting to understand like what these parts do gives me confidence. I go, Oh, if that's happening, this might be this because now I have an idea. Right. 
But curiosity is the thing that's going to lead you there because I don't plan on being a mechanic and honestly don't care about taking cars apart. But just knowing, it's kind of a nice little skill to have, yeah. right? I mean, curiosity is really like, it's it's our interest in life. Yes. You know, it's kind of like what what gets us going about life. That's really what curiosity is is communicating to us. And from what I, from what I've researched and understand about curiosity itself is that there's no uh, rational explanation that we have yet for curiosity. Why do we get curious about things? You know, it's it's actually there's something that is illogical about the whole notion of it. So you kind of have to just move with that whole illogical notion. You just have to accept that that's the way of it. You say, it's like, okay, I'm curious about this thing. I don't know why I'm curious about this thing, why I'm interested <laughs> in it. But the moment we, we begin to question it, and, and again, I know I'm covering territory we've already kind of covered, but when we start thinking of our curiosity in terms of what's going to be the result, what's going to be the payoff, uh, what kind of progress am I going to get out of this? Then we're kind we're kind of cooked. Yeah. In in that regard, because curiosity requires you to abandon some of those things and instead lead with a little bit more trust and be like, yeah. you know what? I don't know how this is going to like what kind of progress and what kind of result you know what this is going to do for me, but it's going to do something. And I just don't know what that is. And that's also part of the beauty of curiosity in, in my mind, because so much of our lives we spend thinking about where we're getting to. Where is this going to get me? Where mm. is this going to get me? Where is this going to get me? And we're constantly just thinking about some time in the future. Mm-hmm. And we're missing out on the life that is here now. And when we start stomping on the life that we have now, we we start to lose our, our exuberance for life. We start to lose our motivation. And in this way, curiosity can kind of be the, a cure for a lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you want to get motivated, get curious, you know, get curious about what you're curious about. Yeah. <laughs> really. Cause they, you might just find that if, if you're kind of in a, in a rut, you're in a slump of something. You're just going through the motions of life. You know, that happens, you know, that, and when that happens, is there something in your life that has been, that is interesting to you, that has been calling you, that is, that has grasped your curiosity that you have not seen through? I would say start there, Mm -hmm. start there and, and, and invest in it. Go full on into it. See where that brings you. Because it'll bring you somewhere. Yeah. It will bring you somewhere, but it definitely won't be that rut that you're in right now. Yeah. You know, you're really, for me, you're singing to the choir because that is so much about the experience I had is where, you know, where I started thinking, okay, well, I'm at a certain age. I need to do these certain things in my life. I need to get to a certain place or Mm -hmm. achieve a certain thing. And, um, you know, and definitely was feeling that pressure and it did the weirdest thing. It had adverse effects on me where I basically stopped being motivated and I got worn out and I got burnt out and I wasn't excited about life and I was feeling more down. And what I found was really like, um, you know, I think when you're not curious, a lot of the time, the alternative is just worry and stress. Mm-hmm. Because you're constantly like living for a future that doesn't exist and may not exist. And here's the other thing. Disappointment is much more of a threat when you live in the future. If you live in the present, it's very difficult to be disappointed in the present because the present is a response. There's, there's not enough time to build up an expectation. You're just mm-hmm. in it. So, but people feel depression or not depression, but, um, disappointment, I mean, and sometimes depression out of that, but disappointment because you build up these expectations of how life's supposed to go, what progress is supposed to look like. And then you get there and maybe it doesn't work out. You know, maybe the relationship you had ends up 
you know, not turning out, not working out. Maybe you get laid off from your job or fired or something, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe all of a sudden you have an unexpected kid on the way. All of a sudden (laughs) something happens. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is that you can be like, well, this is not to plan. But I think, you know, to go back to the novelist we were talking about earlier, you know, he has a good point. It's important to plan. Planning is, mm-hmm. is, you know, have a vision, have an idea, have a direction, you know. But at the same time, once you set that in motion, let go of it because it might become something else. Yeah. But it'll probably become something better. But if you try to make it what it is, what you initially thought. Look, when I was 17 and I was visioning my future as a filmmaker and actor, it looked way different. Yeah. But it was also based on a 17-year-old's opinion of what was the meaning of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've grown a lot. I've evolved a lot. And I go, man, like, that sure looked pretty, but I don't actually know if that was really, like, that would have given me the life that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And the thing is, it's weird because... You know, you go, well, if you had the money and the fame and the whatever and the whatever, that would be happiness, right? But it's weird because you get older and you go, actually, shit, people are right. That's not what happiness is. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, (laughs) you know, one of my favorites is is Alan Watts. You know, Mm -hmm. he's he's one of my, if not my favorite philosopher thinker of modern times or all time for for that matter. (laughs) I was recently listening to a talk that, he gave and he brought up this point that he says, okay, well, let's say that, you know, you could, whenever you went to to sleep at night, that whatever you dreamed about, you could control your dreams, you know, and there are people who can do this or people who can lucid dream as they call it. But if you could, every single time you went to sleep, you were in complete control of what happened, everything that happened. And he said, you know, for the first little while, he's like, you would, you know, go on uh, all kinds of adventures. You would have whatever you wanted. You would just, whatever it was that you wanted, it would be right there. It's like, but then after a little while, you'd probably start to put some challenges in your way. You Something to overcome, yeah. you know, because it's like it would get a little bit dull just start getting everything you wanted all the time. It's like, and then after putting some challenges in your way, you might even put yourself through like some real hard suffering, you know, because it's just that it, it or create surprises. You would, because you, everything would become so predictable and become very uninteresting. So you would actually, after a certain period of time, you would naturally want to create surprises and, and unexpected things to occur that would change your plans because that keeps things fresh, that would keep things alive. Otherwise, things would get too dull. And I think that that's <laughs> part of curiosity can help us, I, I think, actually with the challenges that we face. Yeah. You know, I know that whenever I've had, had the mind to be curious, because there's something about curiosity that puts us into a playful kind of state, a playful, creative place. And whether it's an external challenge or an internal one, you know, if I can, especially an internal one where maybe something happens and I'm, I'm really triggered, I'm really angry about it or something's made me, made me upset. If I take the moment to go, Oh, I wonder what that's all about. Like just, just questioning this, this response that I'm having. Say, oh, I wonder what this is, what, what this is. What's going on here with this? And suddenly I have a new relationship mm. with this upset feeling that I have. And I'm not in a place anymore that's, that's, oh, I feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. And I want to, you know, blame something. I want to attack something, whatever it is that I think has caused this upon me. And instead getting curious about it, And suddenly there's this whole landscape of very fascinating things. I I start to uncover something about the way that I I behave, how the reason why I might be responding to a certain way. And and then suddenly just kind of letting these things go and being like, oh, I don't need to be upset about this. I think uh, 
a few years back, I had shared this one thing with you, which was I did uh, when I was, I went through a year of doing A Course in Miracles, which for anybody who, who isn't familiar, it was a, you know, there was this book that was written and it's like a year long kind of thing. And you have sort of a, a lesson for the day that you, that you try and incorporate into your life. And it's, it's very challenging, not for everybody, <laughs> but fascinating and there was this one day where my lesson was something like i it was something along the lines of i'm seeing uh attack where wherever i look i remember when you were going through that lesson yeah i, and I was on your cuz yeah. i was on your way to your house yeah <laughs> when yeah. this happened i was on your way to your house and i was on the street and i was approaching uh, I was approaching a walk light and at an intersection and in my head, I suddenly just went, God, the light's probably going to change on me before I get there. <laughs> and the, the lesson of the day just like jumped into my head with that. And it's like, I'm seeing attack wherever I look. And it became so hysterical for me. I just, I, I, the rest of your way walking to your place, I was just in such a light state after that, like from, I went, moved from a hyper agitated state to just feeling easy and, <laughs> and light about everything. Right. Because I said, this is the, because it was the acknowledgement. It was crazy that I was feeling attacked by an inanimate object, you know, but it was this thing of the world is against me. And instead it was like being curious about it, you know, in a way being, I was kind of in a way directed to a curiosity about it and being like, whoa, you, well, how, how do I, how do I continually perceive the world as attacking me? Yes. You know, this is the question, right? And then you, you start to go, I see a light as attacking me. Like I see a walk light and then yeah. you see how ridiculous that is. And you go, well, shit, if I see a walk light as attacking me, what else do I see as attacking me? Yeah. And then all of a and sudden... And what am I in a rush to get to anyhow? <laughs> like, this isn't going to change, like, a, a huge thing. This is not an important thing. Right. And, yeah, you suddenly just get curious about how how you think, how you behave, how you respond to certain things. And and it can be such a, an enlightening process and, and growth. And it can completely... It, it can... And to sort of quote or paraphrase something from A Course in Miracles, which is a change in perception is a miracle yeah. to a degree. Like it's like when we can flip our perception of something like the example I just gave, it, com it, it was a complete 180 on the direction that I was going on something so simple and it happened in an instant, yeah. in a moment. It took no time at all. It just happened. And that's something that curiosity can, can give us if we can think to apply it to whatever the circumstances are that, that we're being presented with. Mm. Yeah. You know, well, to, to talk about this perception shift, I mean, I'll just mention this cause you know, I went through, I was going through something like uh, several months ago, three, four months ago, I was working so hard. I was working from like 9am until the morning until like 11 at night, just all day putting, putting in hours and then just sleeping, waking up and maybe I was eating at my desk, you know, yeah. I was just working, working, working. And I hit a point of just burnout. And the reason why I hit kind of a burnout point and I took a few months off to kind of just be with myself and then start doing more things that I just enjoyed. Um, that's what it evolved into. But the reason why I hit burnout was because I was trying so hard to make progress. And what I was finding was I was working all hours of the day and I wasn't really getting the, the progress I wanted. I wasn't getting the results I wanted. And it just kind of warmed me down. I was just like, Hey, well, forget it. I, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to do this. This isn't fun. This isn't rewarding. And so these last few months, um, and I've talked about this on some previous episodes, but the last few months I decided, okay, you know, just do whatever it is that you want to do for, for a few months here. You mm -hmm. know, if you want to go for a hike, you go for a hike. If you want to go grab a coffee, go get a coffee. You want to play some video games, play some video games. And so, you know, I started doing all these things and video games were one of those things that kind of popped up for me. I started playing video games and 
I started kind of just having fun playing video games. And I was like, I like this. This is enjoyable. This is a good time. And I had this awareness recently, although this has been something that's been kind of compounding over a while. But I was like, well, what if life is just a video game? What if it's just like a game, right? Mm -hmm. And like, what do I like about these games so much? Because, you know, why do I keep wanting to play, say, a certain game over and over? Well, you know, you level up your character, you get more rewards, um, you kind of, in, in certain games, you can measure your stats and you can see your stats are getting better and that's kind of rewarding and whatnot. And I was thinking about, you know, life is not much like, unlike that. The thing is, is what works about this game is it's very, very specific. I have a very specific job that I'm trying to do, a very specific goal with very specific results. And there's very specific progress or reward points. And I was like, what was failing for me before was when I was working all hours of the day, I wasn't playing a specific game. I didn't have a specific way of reward. So it was kind of this kind of big end goal, like, you know, make lots of money, build an empire, you know, mm-hmm. which is something that might take a lifetime. Whereas, you know, you're not going to get those immediate results, but what results I could get is, you know, I don't know, build this web page or build this website out to this point. And then once that job is done, then market to these people, get a hundred people to like, look at your website or get involved or sign up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the marketing, then the next step is sell like 10 of those people or 20 of those people or two of them into whatever it is that you're doing, but do those one at a time. Cause mm-hmm. when you're playing a game, you're playing a level, you're playing a thing, you're doing one thing at a time. And here's the thing, the curiosity of playing games led me to the realization of how I can actually perform better in my life if I look at it like the games I'm playing. You see, it's you mm-hmm. don't really know because it seems like playing video games is a, just a big waste of time. You know, it's like you're not working, you're wasting your time. But it's like, actually, that was a key element because it helped me shift my perception around how I do my life because mm-hmm. life is just an open-ended game. You need to set the rules and the boundaries. You need to be specific about it. But it kind of, for me, I needed to go play some video games and come back and apply that to yeah. life. You Which know what is I mean? like one of the things where it's like it would be easy to look at that and being like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, am, am I, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. It would be a huge thing with, with, which is why you mentioned early to start off with was not to judge what you're curious about. Yes. You know, it's like, if you're curious about it, you're curious about it. Go and check it out. Go and like, look into it. Follow that thing. Follow that thread to wherever it's going to go. Yeah. Right. And then you'll arrive to making a new call, finding probably a new curiosity, a new direction to take. But if you judge whatever it is that comes up, then you're just going to stay where you're at. You know, you're not creating any movement. Yeah. You know, and I think that's such a great thing. You know, sometimes I, I'm not really a big person on, on the word motivation. You know, there's so much baggage tied up into it. For me, I prefer uh, movement. You know, it's like be, being part of a movement. What is the movement? And to me, curiosity, and that's how it relates to uh, process in this whole thing, is that it's, it is a crucial part of process is a crucial part of, of creating movement and how we create movement, knowing what direction to take. It's like, it, it's, which is why we call this one, you know, curiosity as, as your compass. Yeah. Right. Like it, it directs pointed, you, it, it gives you a you. direction to go. Like when you, if you were in a, like if, if we just left you in the middle of somewhere in the world and we said like, look, there's going to be a pull somewhere in your heart, somewhere in your body, and it's going to kind of be in a direction. Just follow whatever your heart is telling you to go. Your heart will like kind of lead you like a magnet. That's what curiosity is like. It's like you've got this little magnetism somewhere in the world and you're like, oh, I want to go over there. Go over there. Because somewhere over there is going to give you a perspective on something to be able to see something else. And you might change direction when you get a little ways down that direction but you need to go over there to see whatever it is you need to see and don't get so stuck on like well i'm walking north so it's north forever no maybe not (laughs) maybe just north for now (laughs) and then it'll be northeast and then 
at some point, who knows? It'll be like, you know. Maybe you're heading back south. Whatever. <laughs> and you might be heading back. But the thing is, is you needed to go out there to get that bit of information yeah. to come back to where you were to use that information. And curiosity is what's going to get you to go into the unknown and go into places that you wouldn't normally go. And you're going to gather intel gather reconnaissance about the world about yourself about people and you're going to come back and like this is why storytellers exist storytellers go out in the world fucking live and have some crazy shit happen and then we come back to the tribe and we go i got a story for you and listen for this (laughs) so so i don't have to like talk about this tribe or that person i'm going to change the names and do the thing but here's the thing this is the story this is what i learned but if you never went out there and had that experience you wouldn't be able to come back and tell the story and that's that's the word right there that i that's been going off in my head as you've been talking (laughs) is experience right you know it's like not necessarily like you know going out and and collecting and and like you're going out on on a mission it's really you're going out to see and have an experience and that experience becomes part of who you are yes, and, and in ways that we can't even, even comprehend. I think this is part of the tricky thing of it is, is we, we just so often we don't comprehend the things that, that we've experienced and, and how they've made us wiser, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how they've made us richer, I guess, as well in our experience until we have a moment where we go, Oh shit, I understand that <laughs> because of this one thing that I, that had that I had happen, you know, when I was off doing this thing this one time in my life, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> Maybe I judged as stupid at one point in time, but now I'm seeing I'm like, oh shit, I actually know what this is about, and it's totally. coming handy at this point in time. You know, it's it's, and it's not even necessarily about having you know tools at our disposal at some point in time. It, it really is very often just about being human. Yeah. You know, curiosity is is such a beautiful humanizing thing for us. Mm-hmm. It's 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 how we can really take in life to its fullest to a large degree. It's it's very expansive. I think that's the key thing is like, you know, you're it's about expanding yourself and 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 you know, it's about finding territory too because curiosity like if if you if you were put in the middle of a map again, let's use this example, and I said, "Look, this is your land. Everything as far as you can see is yours. Wouldn't you walk to the edge and go find out like, yeah. where your boundaries are? Like I would. I wouldn't just sit in the middle and go, oh yeah, like way out there is a mountain. I want to go see them damn mountain. You know, I want to yeah. go climb it and find out what it's like over there. I'm not just going to sit in one spot. And I think what happens is people go, oh, I'm not motivated. I'm stuck. Life sucks. It's like you have a whole expansive world around you that's your territory and you're not even exploring a fraction yeah. of it with any curiosity what do you expect yeah and you it's know? and that's not just outer that's an inner thing too yeah like it's again, a metaphor it's just like if you're in that place you're just like i'm not motivated it's just like well then like what are you curious about right like again get curious about your curiosities and follow one of them through and see where that takes you. And then the next one, see where that takes you and where the next one takes you. And one of, just to, to add another kind of dynamic to this, one of my favorite things is travel. Yes. I love travel. And curiosity, as I'm realizing, is a huge part of that. I mean, for one, there's the place that you've decided to go to because you're probably curious about, oh, I wonder what things are like in this part of the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you head off there. But it's not just that you you head off to, to Paris or something like that. So you get to Paris, but now you're in Paris. It's like, well, what are you curious about in Paris? It's like, well, I want to know what this place is like. And I want to know what it's like to sit in a nice restaurant in Paris. I want to know what it's like. You know, the, it just builds off. And that's if, if anybody yes. out there is listening to this if you've traveled, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. You're in this state of aliveness when you travel. For for, for many people, at least, unless you know, there are some people who are just unless you just not go to great a travelers and drink and you don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> but if you love to just go and sightsee and, and yeah. experience a new place, then you know the just how how extraordinary and how alive you feel when 
you're just out seeing, mm-hmm. just out seeing what's there and, and following you. You're so often just following your curiosity. Oh, like I want to go and see this place. And then maybe you run into a local and it's just like, Oh, you have to go. This place is beautiful. It's when I was just like, Oh, okay. Now, now I'm curious about this. And you just go, you don't think about it. Yeah. You know, like you just, there's so little thinking about it. You're just going, you're just following it. And some of you are like, oh, that wasn't as great as I thought. And you move on. Yeah. Who cares? Yes. Right? Like you just move on and then, and you follow the next thing that you're curious about and the next thing, and then you come back and you go, wow, what a trip. Well, and then, you know, you'll have experiences that in, in that there's a chance of having an experience that you would have never had if you follow that curiosity and let that lead you somewhere. And I think you pointed out a really great point is that curiosity begets more curiosity. Is that the thing? Is like you got, you know... There's a never-ending stream of it. Exactly. You might be not curious about much right now, but maybe there's one little thing. Like, you know, for me, you know, I remember a time where I just like, all of a sudden I just got really interested in remote-controlled cars. And I just was like fascinated with them. I'm just like, they're so cool. I never really had one. My brothers had each had one, but you know, I was so young that they didn't give me one. My parents, they, <laughs> those people, yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't give me one. So, uh, you know, so I always kind of longed for a remote control car. And then, you know, I, I got a little older and I'm like, you know, I've always wanted a remote control car. And I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to get one, but I'm going to get an awesome one. So I started yeah. researching it. I, I went to an actual legitimate RC shop and I'm asking the guy questions. And I started finding out about all the intricate inner workings that you can actually do. And I, now I have a, a 65 mile per hour, uh, you know, remote control car that when I want to have some fun, I can just take out and go for a boot. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's fun. But the thing is, is that that curiosity got me motivated, got me out of the house, got me doing something which led to other really cool things. And I mean, I could take you down the rabbit hole, but it's just that sometimes you're going to have like one weird little thing. That's why I think everybody should have like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Just And maybe it's a hobby you have for, uh, it's a fad. It's like something you have for a very short period of time, but that will get you somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then you might find out the thing that you're actually interested in. Yes. Um, there's something I want to mention because I know we're getting close to the end of this, but I want to bring this into the thing because, you know, people are probably going, well, curiosity killed the cat. And, <laughs> and we want to talk about the yeah, kind of yeah. the toxic side of curiosity or the recklessness of curiosity. Yes. And I think there's a certain amount of recklessness that's needed. You need to be a little bit kind of like, well, fuck it. Let's just go find out, you know. But I think there's a certain point where when you are curious, but but you know it will cause your own detriment, but you know better. And mm. that's when you need to kind of draw a line. And and the best way I can relate this is like, you know, maybe it's dating a person that you know is going to end in a, you know, it's not yeah. going to end well, but you do it anyway, but you know better. Mm-hmm. You know, the first time you do it, fine. You get a pass. Yeah. You learn some lessons. But if you keep dating the wrong people, knowing that you're dating the wrong people, halfway mm. to through trying to change it and transform it into something, yeah. you know, there's a curiosity about like where you keep setting yourself up for destruction or disaster. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I think, the curiosity we're talking about. But I think it's an important side to mention because I think yeah. sometimes people, they toxify curiosity for themselves because they keep doing things that are curious but reckless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one area that I can think of specifically for this one from like what I have seen from people one area where this happens a lot is um, psychedelics. You know, I've seen people who have recklessly gone, you know, they're curious. They're curious about like, oh, I wonder what, uh, you know, what doing a lot of mushrooms is like, what ayahuasca (laughs) is like, what, you know, acid is like, all of these things. And, you know, I don't, I, just just to be completely transparent, I'm not against these things whatsoever i think that you know people should be allowed to do these things but it's it's how you're going about it and i've seen people do it very recklessly mm-hmm. you know it's like if you're going to do it great but make sure you're do like you know look into it make sure you're doing this kind of thing safely because people have had very very bad experiences that could have been avoided Mm-hmm. You know, it's like go and explore that curiosity. I'm not going to say, you know, no, don't, don't go and do that. If you're really curious about it, you know, 
I would encourage you to see it through, but see it through through the proper channels. Yeah. You know, like because there are certain things that we could be curious about that pose a potential risk or pose a potential danger. It yeah. doesn't mean it's not worth going through, but it does mean that there's to err a certain level of caution. Yes. You know, see it through, but proceed with caution. Yes. Yeah. And but that's a very different thing. You know, that's something and it's a tolerance level. You know, everybody's got to figure out their own tolerance level at how, you know, how risk averse are you and how risk willing are you? You know, and yeah. one of my one of my main rules, and I've said this on, on previous episodes, when it comes to curiosity or, or venturing out or taking a risk, you know, your your physical health is always a consideration. Mm-hmm. You always need to keep that in mind. And also And other people's health. <laughs> yes. And other people's. And you know, the other thing that I would also say is not just physical health, but your social environment is so vitally important. It's it's arguably, in my opinion, one of the most important things that is not talked about enough. Mm. But the people you surround yourself with when you go do something is a very important decision to make. Mm. So look, like if you want to go do ayahuasca, go do it with a with a recognized shaman or somebody who is referred, research it, look into it, just maybe you know, maybe find some testimonials if you can. Yeah. Talk to somebody who's done it, you know. But if you go and you want to do like some kind of, um, you know, something like that, and you want to go do it with a bunch of people that have addictions and things like that, and they're just going, yeah, we're going to go off in the woods and do it ourselves. Maybe that's not the right group to yeah. do that because maybe that thing isn't, isn't bad, but maybe these people are in a toxic place and yeah. you're not safe necessarily with them. You know, the whole reason why they would have a shaman is so that someone's there to look after everybody. Someone's yeah. there to kind of keep There's it safe. There's someone who has experience who's, yeah, yeah to keep everyone safe so that right? things don't get out of hand and that if you need help, that somebody will be there to help you. Right. And you then you, you might be going through a difficult experience in whatever, you know, if you're doing something like that. And I mean, it could be, we could be talking about cliff jumping. We could be talking about driving a fast sports car, yeah. anything. But the, the people you surround yourself with can very much influence the things you do, yeah, you know, cliff jumping, whatever. And, and if you're hanging around people that are encouraging you to do like super dangerous stuff and they're not considering your health and they're just like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Like that's not the right group to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for the most part, I would say like curiosity is a wonderful thing because there's a difference between, oh, I'm curious about, you know, trying a psychedelic and having a psychedelic experience. Yeah. There's a difference between that and saying, oh, I'm interesting in, uh, interested in, uh, picking up guitar. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah, totally. Like it's, it's, it's we're, a little different. It's a little different. You yeah. know, there's, there's a sort of risk assessment that can be involved. It's like, okay, is there a potential danger to myself, to others or to, you know, my environment by me doing this? And if it's no, then just, yeah, then, then just go for it. Right. If it's like, okay, there is a potential risk. There's a potential danger. Then maybe take a moment to, think everything really well through. I'm not going to say stop because I don't think you should because when we sit on our curiosities, we just I think we just start to kill ourselves yeah. a little bit. It's just like a weird way of just robbing ourselves of living really vibrant lives. It's that, you know, so I studied a lot of philosophy when I was uh, going through my first few years in university. And one of the things about philosophy in, in one of the courses or a few of the courses we were talking and doing, we talked about kind of these cliche statements like look before you leap. Mm-hmm. Those who hesitate are lost. Two very true yet constant contradicting wisdoms. Yeah. So there's a time when you need to look before you leap. And there is a time where, you know, hesitation will lose you whatever it is you're trying to get. Yeah. But you need to make that decision. And in the moment, you kind of go, is, is this a moment where where it's danger, if it's danger, look before you leap. Yeah. Figure out your danger, figure out your safety. But if it's a moment where it's like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Someone's going to say no to me. That's a don't hesitate. That's a go for it. That's a find yeah. out. You know what I mean? Because nothing like, and, and your ego getting hurt is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Your physical health getting hurt is not a good thing. Yeah. And you need to kind of draw that line for yourself. And I think curiosity you know, sometimes is expressed by leaping in and mm-hmm. sometimes it's best expressed by doing your research first 
and figuring a few things out. But you're going to have to make that decision, and, and that's a moment-to-moment thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would love to just say, yeah, just jump in, but we have to acknowledge that there are dangers in this world. You know, there are physical dangers, there are social dangers, emotional dangers, um, psychological dangers, and we, we need to consider that mm-hmm. to some degree. But I think here's the other thing. Keep this in mind, and I'm just sharing this with, with you, with myself, with the whole audience, you know, for all of us. The more risks you take, the better you'll be at taking risks. Mm. So if you're not a big risk taker right now, you, you risk a little bit more and you, you push your threshold. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go from zero to 100 in like a second. So yeah. if someone else is a way bigger risk taker, they probably earned that and developed that or they're doing it out of just kind of, they're trying to prove something or it's kind of stupid, right? Yeah. It's reckless. But you can take massive risks and not be reckless. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it might mean not going from zero to 100 in a second. It might mean yeah. taking a few smaller risks to get your threshold of experience up so that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think curiosity can come reckless when we just say, well, fuck it, nothing matters. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I guarantee you, you push anybody, even the most depressed person, you push them far enough, something matters. Yeah. Something matters. You know, and, and actually they say most people who have survived a suicide attempt, the moment after they jump off a bridge, or the moment they just after they do it, they have immediate regret because mm-hmm. that's the moment where you realize something mattered, but it took that point. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy who actually talks about it. You know, they talk about the odds of people actually survive their attempts from like jumping and stuff like that. And he's like, the moment I jumped, I regretted it, but it was too late. And then he ended up surviving. Yeah. And he was like, wow. And now his whole life is like changed, but he's like, it's a miracle I survived because it took me that point. And he says there's there's been effects for that though. He's like, every time my dad gets a gets a call about me or from me or whatever, he's like immediately he's like, is my son in trouble? And he's like, there's effects from my actions mm-hmm. that have caused damages. So when you, you know, when you go and you push and you take and you do stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever, there are effects that are not just you. So you always want to consider like, is this going to hurt me? Is it going to hurt anybody else? Is it going to damage yeah. some shit that I can't repair? You Those know, are things to consider. What this for me brings up like a whole other side of curiosity and, and, and how it can transform certain aspects of our lives, which is, and I think that this is very pertinent for the time that we are in now, is being curious about other people's experiences, about other people's sort of thoughts on life, other people's opinions about things. You know, we live in a very reflexive sort of world right now where it's very hard to find common ground very often with with people um, and to be able to, to disagree with people. And it's good to find people that we disagree with. You know, because they're within every disagreement that we have with someone, there's an opportunity to learn something. Mm. And we so often come into these situations with a sense of digging our heels in and putting the defenses up, Mm. you know, and getting ready to attack when really curiosity can transform that whole thing. It's like, well, it's like, I'm interested. Tell me about this position that you have. Okay, interesting. So, but what about something like this? What, what about, you know, you, if you get curious, you can start asking questions mm. and you can maybe start to understand where someone is coming from. And you might see something in a new way that, that, that you hadn't considered before. And with that, you might also, you might validate a place that you already stand. You might not change anything. But you're, you have to be open and curious about it and, and you, in many ways, have to put your thoughts to the test. You know, curiosity sometimes is a voluntary action of saying like, okay, like this is, this is up for debate. This is up for, for challenge. And it may or may not change, you know, but to, to say I, I'm not, curiosity removes kind of the threat of what's going on because, mm-hmm. because of the openness that it 
it implies that comes with it. And in listening and, and being aware of, or at least allowing ourselves to be more aware of, of other people's realities, we might then be able to better make a case for our own position. Mm -hmm. And because we were at least open to hearing somebody else, then maybe they might be a little bit more open to where we're coming from. Right. So that's, uh, that was just like another little kind of side note to this curiosity. It just, it just, uh, that came to my mind as you were talking there. It's great. It's so important. That's such an important part of curiosity. I think just for helping people communicate and, and empathize and get to understand each other. Um, you know, I think having a, you know, instead of being so opinionated and being like, I know, and this is the way consider like anything else that works in the world. Like if anybody else is, you know, if anything stands for, especially for a long period of time, if it stands for a long period of time, like let's just say politics, right and left or whatever, you know, the, the, the left, the progressive, the, um, the right, the conservative, you know, conservative for those who are not too into politics, let's just say conservative is kind of keeping things as they are. Um, you know, progressive left is a little bit of evolving with the times and changing. Both are important. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that have been built that we don't want to just throw away. Yeah. But there's other things in which we could use a little change and a little evolution. But I think people are like, I'm left, I'm right, I'm whatever. It's like the the more left you are, the more you need to understand why people are right you know like it's the, the more it's like a it's a spectrum you know and i think the thing is is curiosity is sometimes one of those things where sometimes it's good to be curious about things that you don't necessarily agree with mm -hmm. because that will actually make you not only a better person but it will actually help you work a lot of things out that seem like just piss-offs or things that don't work or yeah, blocks, it might help you right? just understand the problem more objectively yeah right and and just to touch on that it's just like you know you're talking about left and right change and and stability it's like change they're sides of the same coin totally one does not exist without the other well how do you have change if there's no stability yeah how do you have stability if there's, if there's no, no change, change. <laughs> you know so we're you know we all they're inseparable right we 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 all we all what do we want? We all want to be healthy. We all want to be happy. We, 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 most of us, for the most part, we want peace with each other. We want to figure out how to work together and kind of, you know, but there's things we have little disagreements. And yeah. the thing is, is like, instead of getting pissed off because someone doesn't agree with you, just be curious and yeah. go like, well, why? Cause like what in your world makes that not make sense? Yeah. And, and like maybe the way you're thinking, this is great. And this happens is you might go, geez, you know, the way I was thinking was actually kind of, I don't agree with it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not about being swayed. It's just about getting more information. Yeah, it's not about being right or wrong. Yeah. It's about accepting the fact that, you know, we're all learning and growing and involving human beings, right. learning to be more human. Yes. <laughs> really. We weren't born with all the answers. Yeah. That's why we have podcasts. So yeah. We, <laughs> well, we kind of poke fun at a few, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's start to, to, Close this up. one out here. I like it. So we've been uh, drinking a beer, as we always do, as tradition on the podcast, spurs on the conversation. We are not sponsored uh, at this moment in time. So we're just we're just drinking this. So anything that you hear us say here is just us talking freely. Yeah. Um, we have beers, they spur on the conversation, and we keep doing it. And uh, this is uh, from Steamworks. Steamworks Brewing in Vancouver, British Columbia, and this is their winter lager. It's good. It's it's definitely got that. I can see why it's a winter lager. It's got like a almost like an ale element to it. It's like a, yeah. like a heavierness to it, you know. Although it is obviously a lager, it's you know I think with winter beers you always there's this tendency for them to be a little bit more darker, a little bit more heavier. Yeah, you know it's and when when for it's the a cold summer beer, weather. yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're when the summer they're much more lighter and you know yeah it's just how it goes but yeah this uh, has been it's been good brew it's been good yeah I I've, they have I fun have little no they have fun little marketing on their bottles and stuff yeah they've got kind of a nice aesthetic yeah that's cool um, okay so let's wrap all this up give some people some things to maybe take away and uh, call it a day yeah um, okay my final thoughts are this 
Um, just look, be curious, F- figure out whatever you're curious about, whatever this magnetism is inside of you, go down that road, whatever it is, you know, just kind of venture down it. And, and when I say venture down it, some things you can jump right in, you can just go do it. Other things start with research, but whatever you're curious about, go down that road. You know, if it's, if for example, it's going to put your health in danger or it's going to like empty your bank account maybe do a little research first yeah you know before you buy that car or whatever you're about to do you know what i mean um or you're going to jump off a cliff and risk your life but if it's kind of one of those things where it's like i I really have this urge to like play video games or like i did or i have this urge to like start guitar Mm -hmm. you know you can get a basic simple guitar for like a hundred bucks and you can start with that one. You know, I know you're looking at the fender on the wall and it's $10,000. <laughs> Maybe save that for like less than 100, but yeah. whatever it's up to you. You know, it's, it's all relative. But the thing is, is you got to follow it down and don't look at it as a waste of time. Look at it as an expansive thing. That's helping you find your territory and it may not lead anywhere directly but indirectly might show you something important. And the, the side of that, that's just don't be reckless when you do things. Don't put your health or other people's health in danger. Don't break other people's shit. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of follow those rules, I think curiosity can lead you to wonderful places where you'll find more territory in your world and you'll be expansive and it will add to your whole repertoire of what you can do creatively and everything in life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's what I got. Uh, my takeaway from this and and how I would like to wrap this one up is for myself, like this is as much for myself as for anybody who's listening, is clear a big space for curiosity in your life. Give it lots of room to work and move and play in your life. If, if you've been doing it already, then fantastic. Then you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But if you haven't been honoring your curiosity, it's time to start doing that again, because I think you're going to start to find a lot of ease, a lot of flow, a lot of play, a kind of childlike quality and fascination with the world start to creep back into your life. And it doesn't have to, quote unquote, go anywhere. In fact, it's a beautiful thing for it it not to be, to, to not have any idea of that in your head, but to just pursue something for its own sake, just because you're curious, just because you, you wonder, allow yourself some wonder. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Curiosity, wonder, (laughs) it's, it's... Allow that back into your life. Create a big space in yourself for that to exist again because I believe it has absolutely profound power to completely transform our lives. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.